जय राधा कुंज बिहारी जय राधा कुंज बिहारी जानवाला बागरेवरदारे जाए गोपी जानवाला बागरेवरदारे Yashodanandana Brajajanadanjana Yashodanandana Brajajanadanjana Chamunatiravanachari Pijan 
Shri Prem Sekaho Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Arveta Gadadhar Shivasari Gaurabhakta Vrindaki Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gopagopina Shamakunda Radha Kundgiri Gauradhanaki Shri Vrindavindamaki Shri Navadip Damaki 
गंगमाई की जमुनमाई की भक्ति देवी की तुलसी महारानी की हरि नाम संकीर्तन की ब्रिहात्म डंग की प्रसादम डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन की शामा बेदा भक्ता ब्रिंद की all glories to the assembled devotees all glories to the assembled devotees all glories all glories to the assembled devotees all glories all glories to shri guru go ranga om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we're reading from Shrimad Bhagavatam, Canto 12, Chapter 13, Text 14. Rajante Tavarananyi Rajante Tavarananyi Puranani Satam Gane Yavad Bhagavatam Naiva Shruyate Mritasagaram Rajante Tavadananyi Puranani Satam Gane Yavad Bhagavatam Naiva Shuyate Mritasagaram Rajante Tavadanyanyi Puranani Satam Gane Yavad Bhagavatam Naiva Shriyate Mritasagaram Would you like to chant? Rajante Tavadanyanyi Puranani Satam Gane Yavad Bhagavatam Naiva Shruyate Mritasagaram Rajante They shine forth Tavat That long Anyani The other Pranani Pranas Satam Of saintly persons Gane In the assembly Yavat, as long as, Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavatam, Na, not, Eva, indeed, Shruyate, is heard, Amrita Sagaram, 
the great ocean of nectar. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Shilayasi Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shila Prabhupada Ki. All other Puranic scriptures shine forth in the assembly of saintly devotees only as long as that great ocean of nectar, Srimad Bhagavatam, is not heard. Purport. Other Vedic literatures and other scriptures of the world remain prominent until the Srimad Bhagavatam is duly heard and understood. Srimad Bhagavatam is the ocean of nectar and the supreme literature. By faithful hearing, recitation, and distribution of Srimad Bhagavatam, the world will be sanctified and other inferior literatures will fade to minor status. Om Agyan Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Jena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Uta Parakamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagajataham Sahagana Raghunathanvitam Tam Sajivam Sadvetam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padahan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakanvitamscha He Krishna Kuruna Sindo Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Dapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripasindubhyevacha Patitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasari Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So thank you very much for this opportunity to serve and hear the Srimad Bhagavatam in your association. We're coming to the last four or five shlokas of the Bhagavatam. So let me read the verse again. Sit closer, guys. Yeah, good. Okay, let's do let's do Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya again. Okay? 
I'll chant, and then everybody chants. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So kids, you know why we chant that before we read the Srimad Bhagavatam? And... Which, which prayer is that? So Vyasadeva, he is an incarnation of Krishna. He compiled the Srimad Bhagavatam. So we're praying for his blessings to get insight and understand the message of Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? So here's the verse because you guys, everybody missed it, or the, the kids missed the verse. So the shloka is that all the Puranic scriptures, they shine forth in the assembly of saintly devotees only as long as that great ocean of nectar, Srimad Bhagavatam, is not heard. Okay, please repeat. All other Puranic scriptures shine forth in the assembly of saintly devotees only as long as that great ocean of nectar Srimad Bhagavatam is not heard. Okay, so what is what's the verse? Any Okay. Anapayani or Gandharvika? Meaning of the verse? Yeah. Okay, so I'll read it one more time and listen and then I'll read the purport and then I'll try to say something on it. Thank you. So all other Puranic scriptures, that means all other books. No, you can just listen now, Bridge. They shine forth in the assembly of saintly devotees so they look like they're good or they have knowledge. Only as long as this book, as this great ocean of nectar, this is an ocean of nectar. It's a book, it's an ocean of nectar. Srimad Bhagavatam is not heard. Purport. Other Vedic literatures and other scriptures of the world remain prominent until the Srimad Bhagavatam is duly heard and understood. Srimad Bhagavatam is the ocean of nectar and the supreme literature. By faithful hearing, recitation, and distribution of Srimad Bhagavatam, the world will be sanctified, and other inferior literatures will fade to minor status. So guess what, guys? If you're outside and the sun's shining, and you have a little um, candle, tiny little candle, you know, like a birthday candle on the cake, and you light it, is it going to give much light? 
Why not? Yeah, the sun is shining so brightly, right? So that's what it's saying. Yeah, so that's what it's saying. When you have this book, when you read the Srimad Bhagavatam, yep, it's just like the sun. All other books, they don't produce enlightenment. Yeah, it's like a little candle. So there's there's actually a verse that says that after Krishna left the planet, you know when Krishna was on the planet? How many years ago? Five thousand. Five thousand years ago, Krishna danced on the planet Earth and had his pastimes. Where? Vrindavan. And then after he left the planet, everybody was wondering, where are we going to get enthusiasm? Where are we going to get spiritual enlightenment after Krishna left the planet? This Srimad Bhagavatam is as brilliant as the sun. There you go. Yeah, without Prabhupada, we wouldn't know about this at all. That's true. So this Srimad Bhagavatam is as bright as the sun, and it is emanated just after the disappearance of Krishna to his own abode. And it is meant to give light and guidance to the misdirected civilization. Because without like Gandharvika was saying, without Prabhupada's coming from India when he was 70 years old with the translations, he translated, he, you know what he came with when he was on the ship? He came with just a few changes of clothes and a trunk, a big trunk of what? Srimad Bhagavatam, his translation, that was his prized possession and then Prabhupada said that if if they knew what I had in mind, they would have... When when Prabhupada came to America, if they if the people at the customs knew what he had planned, they wouldn't have let him in. Because he came with a revolution. You know what a revolution is? A revolution means that you want to change everything that's going on. Like if you go into a place, you want to just... <coughs> some people that are leading the society are not doing it in a righteous way or doing it in a right way, then you want to change. You want to take those leaders down. Do something about it, right? Yeah, so if somebody's doing something that's not correct, we should stand up for it and nicely express it to them. So that's what, that's what Prabhupada did. Prabhupada came with these books, which were meant, which are meant to cause a revolution in the misdirected world. So most of society, they don't know that we're not the body, right? What are we? If we're not the body, what are we? What's a, what about Chaitanya Charan? What's a, are we the body? 
The mind? What are we, Chaitanya Charan? Yeah, so if we're going on in life with the misunderstanding of who we really are, then everything, it's like in math. If you have a, an equation in math and you do the first part wrong, if you, if you have a, a math equation that says um, 3, no, no, let's say 30 plus um, 12, and all of a sudden you get, okay, 2 plus 0 is 5. Is that right? No, right? So if you start, if the first part of your equation is wrong, then the whole thing will be wrong. So that's what's going on. All of us in the material world, yeah, you can erase it. And the erasing part is when you get the right understanding. Okay, I made a mistake. And that's the first part of knowledge. The first part of knowledge is to understand I made a mistake. That's hard to admit for a lot of people. They think, oh, I'm good. Yeah, it's all good. Material world is just hunky-dory, peachy keen. It's just... <laughs> so, so, yeah, so the point of, of, of spreading this knowledge, first understanding it and then spreading it, is to get the right understanding. And the right understanding is that we're not meant to just exist for temporary things. We're meant to understand, okay, I'm not a man. I'm not a woman. I'm not a young kid. I'm not an old kid. I'm actually the eternal, blissful, conscious person, the soul that has an intimate, loving, spiritual, devotional relationship with Krishna, the supreme personality of Godhead. And that's all pleasurable, unlimitedly increasing pleasure comes from understanding that we're meant to serve in love the source of all love, Radha Kalachanji. See, if you look at the deities, are they ever like bored up there? Are they? Do they ever have a, a bad day, a grumpy, you know, like you come to the temple so many times you ever see and they're like, have a sad face? They're smiling eternally, and their love increases. And Krishna's always playing his flute. So if you're playing music, you're in a good mood. Because in the spiritual world, every word is a? Huh? <laughs> every, that's in the material world. <laughs> so in the spiritual world... Yeah, in the spiritual world, every word is a song and every step is a dance. So you have to be in, in, yeah, the kids say, in the material world, every step is danger. So that means we always have to be chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, because that keeps us connected. Because the holy name is non-different from Krishna. That vibration, Hare Krishna, is non-different from all the fun and all the love and all the pleasure of the spiritual world. In one of Bhaktivinoda Thakur's bhajans, he says, Ama, 
Amala Harinam, Amiya Vilas. Everyone say Amala Harinam. Yeah, you can sing it too, see, like Mother Nandini. Amala Harinam, Amiya Vilas. Amala Harinam, Amiya Vilas. Amala Harinam, Amila Vilas. Harinam, the holy name, Amala, is pure. Yeah, Amiya Vilas means that all the Vilas, all the pastimes, all of these paintings, and all the unlimited amazing things that Krishna is doing at every moment is in that holy name. The holy name, the pure holy name is invested with all the spiritual pastimes. Krishna lifting Govardhan Hill. Krishna playing games with the cowherd boys. Krishna being a tax collector. Everybody knows that pastime? Yep. Yep, Brahma stealing all the calves and cowherd boys. When you say, Hare Krishna, yeah, all these pastimes are there. And it's just a matter, and unlimitedly more. Yeah, so the more we are in tune with that spiritual vibration, the more we can enter into the leelas, enter into the pastimes of the Lord. So guess what? Today is a special day. Who's this sitting with us? Brej, you know? Samadhi? Disappearance. So today is the holy disappearance day of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. He's Prabhupada's guru's father. Or you can say like, so this is like, yeah, this is our spiritual grandfather or great-grandfather. Yeah, depends who you get initiated by. But the real thing is that, you know, when we sing Radha Madhava, he wrote that bhajan. Yeah, and every temple all over the world, which there's hundreds and hundreds of temples, before they speak, on the Srimad Bhagavatam, they sing Radha Madhava. And he, he wrote that bhajan. And many, many more. I have a book of some of his bhajans. Well, excuse me, young lady. Oh, the painting? There are some pictures. If you want to pass around this book and gently look at some of, no, this one there. And look at some pictures of him. So I'll speak a little bit about some of the things that he did in his lifetime. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Well, raise your hand so I know. Oh. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he had a great desire to share his love for, for God with the whole world. Oh, let me see that book, Brudge. Let me see it. 
So let's we'll do that after then. Yeah, but we'll do it after. It's a little broken. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur had a great desire to share his love with the world. And he sent a book to a university in Canada when on the exact year that Srila Prabhupada was born. And Prabhupada noted that in later years that it was the same year that he was born that Krishna's message for the first time came over the ocean. And that's why Prabhupada, in his Pranam Mantras, it says, Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Pashtyata Deshatarine, that Prabhupada's mission was meant to free the Western world of impersonalism and voidism. It's like you write a letter to somebody, they have, because they're getting so much internal spiritual realizations, they write things down. Like Bhaktivinoda Thakur wrote hundreds and hundreds of books every day. Oh, how do they know Sanskrit? They learn it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, Bhaktivinoda Thakur wrote in English also. He wrote in Bengali and Sanskrit. Yeah. Yeah, he learned them, and by studying the Vedas over and over, you could also learn Sanskrit. But when you just like in the while you were having breakfast, you know, every day when you read the Srimad Bhagavatam, first Prabhupada writes it out phonetically, and then you can sound it out. See, that's the Sanskrit, and you can sound it out. So let me read one of the verses towards the end here. I'll read the last verse of this great book. Mm, not yet. We're almost done. Okay, the last verse of the Srimad Bhagavatam is like this, kids. You are. Nama Sankirtanam Yashya Sarva Papa Pranashanam Pranamo Dukkha Samanas Tam Namami Harim Param So I offer my respectful obeisances unto the Supreme Lord Hari. Everyone say Hari. The congregational chanting of whose holy names destroys all sinful reactions and the offering of obeisances unto whom relieves all material suffering. So when you write a book, guess what the most important part is? All of it, but especially the last the last sentence, let's say. The last thing that you write is like the last message you want to give or the biggest impression. So the whole Srimad Bhagavatam is 12... Cantos, many of these books, this size, 
And the last verse that Vyasadeva compiled says, I offer my respectful obeisances unto the Supreme Lord Hari, the congregational chanting of whose holy names destroys all sinful reactions. So this is the main process for Krishna consciousness and self-realization and reawakening our love for Krishna in this time is to chant congregationally. You know what the perfection of japa is? The perfection of chanting on our beads is kirtan. If we get the opportunity to chant and sing the holy names, it is a gift, it's a blessing, and it's the topmost activity for reawakening the pleasure of the soul. The congregational chanting of the holy names is the yuga dharma. That is the main activity. So we'll get back to Bhaktivinoda Thakur, his main desire... What was it? His main desire was to share. He had so much pleasure within his heart that what he wanted to do was share it with the world. And in that line, he prayed for a ray of Vishnu. He prayed to Krishna. He said, my dear Lord, please send me a ray of Vishnu. He wanted a child that would help him spread love of Krishna throughout the world. And Krishna gave him that ray of Vishnu, and his name was? Well, Prabhupada, yes, but his, our Prabhupada's Prabhupada. Go ahead. Yeah, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada was Bhakti Vinod Thakur's son, and he assisted him in his writings, and he assisted him in sharing Krishna consciousness throughout the world. And one one time, I just wanted to relate one story with Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Remember when there was a um, person who was impersonating Krishna. He was a mystic who had many powers. His name was Falgu Baba, something like that, right? Yeah. He was a very uh, mystic person. He had a lot of mystic cities, but he was also very deviant. He he didn't. He, first of all, he pretended to be God. A big mistake. And also, he would do things that were immoral and improper. So I think the government at the time. Asked Bhaktivinoda Thakur, they know he, they knew he was a great devotee, and they wanted him to do something about it. So what did he do? First, he confronted him personally. He went straight to him, and the the mystic, when Bhaktivinoda Thakur came, the mystic said, "Bhaktivinoda, I know everything about," and he started to say everything about him. You know, he had never met him, and I know why you have come. You want to, you know, tell the world and what's that? Discredit that I'm, that I am Vishnu, that I am God. And Bhakti, even then the mystic started to do all different kinds of black magic, they call it. You know, he tried to, he started to make his family sick. And even Bhakti Vinod Thakur, he started to make him very sick. So what did Bhakti Vinod Thakur do? He started to read from the Srimad Bhagavatam. 
on the outside of this mystic yogi's ashram. And at a certain stage, I think, I don't know, do you know the exact vow he made? Did he read the whole, all the verses or? I'm not sure. But just on the strength of reading, just like what we just did right now, this mystic yogi's powers were finished. And also, one English politician knew that these yogis, these hold their power in their jata, in their dreadlocks. So when they were, he was, he was imprisoned and they, they cut his hair and he immediately fell to the ground. He lost his shakti. And then Bhaktivinoda Thakur had pure, unadulterated faith in the message of Krishna and just read shlokas. You know, they didn't think, okay, let's assassinate this person or, in a sense, they, they, they did, but through pure transcendental vibration of recita- reciting the Srimad Bhagavatam. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he, wanted to reestablish the birthplace of Lord Chaitanya. Everybody remember that pastime? There was different people were saying it's here and there and in different places because they wanted pilgrims to come and they would get their don't get the donations. But Bhaktivinoda Thakur from studying ancient maps of Navadweep and talking with older people came to find the place where he thought it was, so he asked Jagannath Das Babaji to come with him, who had to be carried in a basket. He was so old at the time, his servant carried him in a basket, and he had to lift his eyelid to see. And they got to the place that Bhaktivinoda Thakur had thought that was the birthplace of Lord Chaitanya, and there was many Tulsis naturally growing there, and Jagannath Das Babaji, in ecstasy of being in that holy place of Lord Chaitanya's appearance, jumped out of the basket and started dancing and confirmed that this is the birthplace of Lord Chaitanya. So I'll just read a little of Bhaktivinoda Thakur's passing. It was in June. Or first I'll read just a little of his daily schedule. So Lalita Prashad Thakur in his notes on his father's life described the Thakur's daily schedule while he was staying in Jagannath Puri. Because for some time, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he was in charge of the Puri temple. He was never idle, being always engaged in the service of the Lord. Between 7.30 and 8 p.m., he would go to bed. Hey, kids. Hey, guys. What time would he go to bed? No, Bhaktivinoda Thakur would go to bed between 7.30 and 8.30 p.m., he would go to bed. He would then rise just before 10 p.m. 
So he would sleep for just about an hour and a half or two, wake up at 10 p.m., light his oil lamp and write books until 4 a.m. Then he would again rest for a maximum of half an hour. At 4.30 a.m., he would wash his hands and face, sit down and chant on his beads. He never showed his beads to anyone, but would chant on them constantly as time permitted. At 7 a.m., he answered all correspondence. At 7.30, he would read various religious and philosophical works. And at 8.30 a.m., he received visitors, if any, or else continued to read until 9.30. At that time, he would walk back and forth on the veranda of his house, contemplating different religious questions and solving them in his mind. (laughs) Sometimes he would solve them aloud, as if preaching to some unseen guest. He would rest briefly from 9.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m., then take bath and breakfast, which usually consisted of half a quart of milk, two chapatis, and some fruit. At 9.55 a.m., the talker would don his uniform and leave for court in his carriage. As a a magistrate, he wrote, um, he wore a coat and pants. On his neck were six strands of large Tulsi beads. He was resolute in his court decisions and would decide a case immediately, not tolerating any humbug. He did his business and left. He shaved his head monthly and never cared that anyone, what anyone thought of it. The lawyers and Englishmen were astounded by Takor's capacity for work. At 10 a.m., court began. He would hear between 30 and 50 cases per day, yet he finished by 1 p.m. What took other magistrates one half hour, he finished in five minutes. He took another two minutes to write the judgment in detail. Some of his British superiors became envious and tried to discourage him, but he was not affected. At 1 p.m. he went home, refreshed himself, and then returned to work from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Every evening after his court duties, Bhaktivinoda Thakur would translate some Sanskrit religious work into Bengali by dictating it to a secretary. Then there was an evening bath and meal consisting of a little rice, two japatis, and another half quart of milk. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur worked with a pocket watch so that everything he did was on schedule. Despite his heavy domestic and official responsibilities, Bhaktivinoda Thakur's every moment was embellished with an intense desire to render service to the Lord. So Vaisheshika Prabhu likes to say, nobody tops the Thakur. Yeah, so this is a great opportunity today and always to pray for the mercy of these great souls. So we beg Bhaktivinoda Thakur to use us as instruments in his service to Radha Kalachanji. And we beg Prabhupada and the whole Parampara, the line of great souls, to use us. And that is 
the greatest opportunity of our lives to be blessed and used as instruments of Krishna. Are there any comments or reflections? Mother Nandini? Yeah, right. That that the Vaishnava is so great. One pure devotee, listen to this everybody, one pure devotee can give Krishna consciousness to everyone, to the whole world. He can make everybody in the whole universe, right? But why didn't he? Then the devotees asked Prabhupada, well, if Bhaktivinoda Thakur could have liberated the whole universe and given everybody pure love, why didn't he? And then Prabhupada said, he has saved some service for us. Thank you, Mother Nandini. Today is also the disappearance day of Gadadhar Pandit. So we beg Gadadhar Pandit to be instrumental in service. Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasari Gauda Bhakta Vrinda Bhaktivinoda Thakur Ki Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Nitaigo Premanande